right. Good morning, church. This is a, a strange uh, feeling once again to be preaching to a camera, um, trying to envision you all here in person. I want to thank you to Mpumi for coming in early and helping with the recording. Um, but also helping us fix some uh, sound issues we actually had with the live stream. So this is a re-recording of that session. Um, once again, uh, Louis 9M class will continue as normal also in video form. Um, and it will be posted at 9 o'clock on a Sunday and then the uh, 10 o'clock service. So, today I'd like to emphasize that this is not a replacement for a worship service. We are told to gather in proximity, to be in closeness um, physically, you know, and, and, um, and and worship together and fellowship together. Uh, so for that reason, um, I'm not going to read a call to worship specifically, but I would like to read, perhaps we can call it a call to meditation rather. Um, something to think about after the service going forward and during this time, this third wave of the lockdown. In Hebrews chapter 10, in verse 24 and 25, it says, and let us consider how to spur our, um, I apologize. Let's consider how to spur one another on to love and good works. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, uh, as is the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. <clears throat> so firstly, to continue to encourage one another. We have the technology to do that. We have WhatsApp, we have Zoom, we have this, and this is me giving you a message, keeping you spiritually fed and hopefully encouraged. And then it says, let us not forsake or neglect the assembling of ourselves together. We're not able to do that now, but if anything, it should make us appreciate those times so much more. At least it does for me. It makes me long to be in fellowship with you all, to see you in person, to appreciate the, um, the spiritualness of a handshake and a hug and a pat on the back and sitting next to someone and saying hi 
So let us remember, as we're not able to meet, that um, we should grow in appreciation for when we are able to and not ever take that for granted again. Meditation. <clears throat> Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you for this time. We pray for those who are um, at home trying to stay safe or isolation. We pray for those who do have COVID and are trying to recover and for the hospitals that are so um, full and unable to uh, function as effectively because of the seriousness of our situation. I pray that your will may be done, Lord, and that you may give us comfort. And for the message now, that it may be an encouragement to those who hear it. Amen. <clears throat> so let me ask you a question. Are you worried? Are you worried about something? I doubt any of us would say, no, I'm completely carefree, relaxed in every possible way. We all have something that worry us. And we all have something that is a, is a concern to us. <clears throat> today, I want to address that. So we're not going to look at Luke today. We're going to look at the two psalms. The happy psalm and the sad psalm. The happy psalm has a sad ending. And the sad psalm has a happy and hopeful ending. And I want us to learn about dealing with trouble and turning to God by looking at these two contrasting psalms. In Psalm 31, so you can turn in your Bible to Psalm 31 uh, in the meantime. Turn to your Bibles. Psalm 31, the sad psalm. See, we are, we are worried about family members who perhaps have COVID. My family is in Johannesburg. Um, many of them are at home with COVID. I speak to them over the, over the phone. They sound terrible. And I can't go visit them. I can't help them. <clears throat> Many people here are in isolation. They're at risk. If they get it, it could be serious health issues. And then on top of that, we're dealing with just um, the worries of life and work and, and stress and family and, and all of these things that, that weigh on us. Psalm 31 is a contrasting psalm. The psalmist looks inwardly at his despair and his, his, um, his broken state. And then he looks at God and the, uh, the praise and the goodness and the loving kindness of God. And then he looks in again and then he 
looks back out uh, and praises God more. Um, and this is the structure of Psalm 31. So let's read it. <clears throat> In you, O Lord, do I seek refuge. May I never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Lead me out of the net that they have hidden for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O God of truth. I see a psalmist here, firstly, that is dependent. He is dependent on God. He r recognizes his own um, lack of dependence on himself, his own inadequacy, his, his own, um, um, the flaws of self-reliance, and he seeks God in his dependence. Um, he says, I commit um, my spirit into your hand. For my name's sake, guide me. Lead me out of the net that they have hidden. <clears throat> These are words of, of trust and dependence on a holy God. It goes back and forth. Verse 6, I have hated those who regard worthless vanity, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your loving kindness, for you have seen my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities and have not delivered me unto the hand of my enemy. <clears throat> I see a psalmist, a person who not only places dependence on God, but who trusts the Lord, who, who understands the, the personal nature of our God. You have seen my adversities, Lord. In you I trust. You have seen my troubles. He goes on in verse 9. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Trouble surrounds us more so. We feel it, don't we? <clears throat> COVID is, is, is um is more on our doorstep than it ever has, has in the previous uh, few years, even though it's become a norm. It feels different this time. There's, there's a worry in the air. There's not just a cautiousness, but, but a fear. 
my eyes waste away with grief. So it's not just COVID, it's, it's what an interesting way to describe crying tears. My eyes waste away with grief. It says, my body and my soul, yes, also, for my life is spent with grief. And my years with sighing, the concept of sighing, the, I don't know what to do. I don't have the energy to do what needs to be done. I'm lost. I, I just can't anymore. We have words for those things today. Depression, anxiety, stress. These are real things. These are real uh, things that our fallen natures and our, our, our imperfect bodies and minds have. They're medical, they're mental, they're real struggles, and they're much more common than we think. This man is describing depression. My strength fails because of my iniquity. In other words, my sinful nature, um, my body is imperfect. My strength fails me. When I need it the most, I can't. And my bones waste away. I, I become a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors. So firstly, we see a man that is dependent on the Lord, that trusts the Lord, but we see a man that is broken and alone, especially among my neighbors, reproach. In other words, don't associate with me, don't come near me, you're troubled, you're, you're a drag, just stay away. And says, and a dread to my acquaintances, those who saw me outside fled from me. He's describing that feeling we, we have, don't we? I'm alone. No one, there's no one that sees my hurt when I try and speak to somebody about it, I get judged, just get over it, stop worrying, stop complaining. Your life isn't that bad. People um, don't want to be around me because they don't understand. Perhaps the idea is, I'm not good enough. What if I get judged? It's from the other side. It's internal. Um, what if they don't like me? What if they, they, um, they run away? There's no one that cares. I'm alone. Have you had those feelings before? Have you had those things being said about you before? The psalmist 
certainly has. But remember what he says, Lord, you know my adversities. He goes on, I'm forgotten as a dead man out of mind. Do you remember your grandfather's grandfather's name? I'm like a broken vessel. For I've heard the slander of many, the hurtful things that have been said to me, disrespectful, um, confrontational, um, untrue things. The psalmist says, I've heard them. <laughs> have you? Fear is around every side. We flip again and he looks at God. But I trust in you, O Lord, I said. You are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your loving kindness. Do not let me be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called on you. Verse 19, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. <clears throat> we have a man that relies on the Lord, places dependence on the Lord. He trusts the Lord, yet he is broken and alone. He gives thanks to the Lord, and he seeks the Lord. Those four things we learn. How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have done for those seeking refuge in you before people. Blessed is the Lord. He has shown me his marvelous loving kindness. Verse 21 in a fortified city, for I have said in my haste, for I have said in my haste, <clears throat> I am cut off before your eyes. We have perhaps all for a moment said something in haste to the Lord or doubted his goodness or questioned his sovereignty or his love. Why am I here, Lord? Why are you allowing this? It's just hit after hit after hit. Will it end? <clears throat> he said, I've said in my haste. Nevertheless, you have heard my, my supplication when I cried to you. A man that trusts the Lord, a man that relies on the Lord, a man that gives thanks to the Lord, gratitude, shows gratitude to the Lord, and a man who constantly seeks the Lord despite his brokenness and his loneliness and his despair and his worry. <coughs> 
I know you have heard my voice and my supplication. Be strong, it says in verse 24. Be strong, and he will strengthen your heart, all those who wait on the Lord. How, how can we be strong to allow the Lord to strengthen our inner person? Excuse me. We can trust in him. We can rely on him. We cannot give in to our despair or be um, broken into such a state of disrepair. We need to be diligent in seeking real help and counsel if it's a medical issue. We need to be open to wisdom and guidance. We need to be strong in that the Lord is good. <laughs> Lord, strengthen my soul because I wait on you as the psalmist does. So it's a sad psalm with a happy, hopeful ending, the response to brokenness and sadness. I want to read to you the next psalm, Psalm 95. You can turn there, Psalm 95. It's not as long, and it starts out happy. It's a time of rejoicing. Everything's going right. Everything's going well. And as Christians, we praise the Lord and we thank Him for all the wonderful things that we enjoy in life and the peace. <clears throat> but the psalm ends sadly. It ends with a warning. Remember what happened back then. Let's read it. Psalm 95. Oh, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. <clears throat> let us come before you with presence, with thanksgiving, let us make a joyful noise unto him and praise him with psalm. It would be a wonderful day when we can gather here again at church and fellowship and drink coffee and sing hymns to the Lord and, and uh, enjoy worshiping him. It can be a wonderful day when we can pray that, Lord, things are well and, and things are at peace and I'm healthy and, and, and we thank you for your goodness. Those are wonderful things to pray. He acknowledges God's sovereignty in, in, in this. Um, um, the sea is his. He made it and his hands have formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. What a wonderful call to worship, um, to see all the this, this things we can be grateful for and to acknowledge the greatness of God. How does it not lead us to worship his wonderful name? But he says, today, if you hear his voice, so in verse 7, oh, Verse 8, do not harden your hearts as Mirabah, 
Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. <clears throat> when things go well, we tend to forget all the lessons we learned from the previous song. But even when things go bad, it is our tendency as well. He warns them, today if you hear the Lord, do not harden your heart as Mirabah, as in the day of Massah, in the wilderness. <clears throat> He's referring to Exodus 17, where the people, they were thirsty, and instead of, they found themselves in trouble. Instead of relying on, on God's independence and trusting Him to know your, your, your heart and your situation, um, to uh, give praise and gratitude, to um, admit your brokenness to Him, and to be honest to him, to him in prayer and to seek Him, instead of all those things, in Psalm 17, they murmured, they complained, and they tested God. I'm going to quickly read what they told Moses. Um, so in Exodus 17, they say, um, um, But the people thirsted for um, therefore water, and the people murmured against Moses, saying, What is it that you have brought us out of Egypt to kill us and to kill our children and our livestock? <coughs> so God commanded Moses to strike a rock. It's not the same one that he did later on where he wasn't supposed to strike the rock, and he did. This one he did. He was told to, and water came out. Uh, gushing from the rock, and everyone was able to drink. But they tested God. They, they, they murmured and they complained, Lord, you don't love me because look where I am now. Lord, you are a cruel God because look what you have done in my life. If you really did care about me, you wouldn't have let my loved one die, or this happen, or this happen, or this happen. I'm sorry, there's nothing new under the sun. God had a response for these people. Listen to this. Let's go on. When your fathers tested me and tried me, though they had seen my deeds, they had seen the miracles, they had seen the provision I had provided for them already, they had seen the goodness, they had seen my power in their lives, even though they had seen all those things. For 40 years, I loathed the generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their hearts. 
They were cursed to wander the desert for 40 years, that generation. They didn't enter the promised land. That was their punishment. But the Lord said, they are a people who have gone astray in their hearts. When you worry, when you feel the, the weight of life and the burden of this world and, and COVID and, and medical, real um, um, debilitating things like anxiety and depression, they don't go away, they don't get cured. Sometimes people live with them for the rest of their lives. But do we, on a daily basis, trust in the Lord? Or do we let our hearts go astray? When there's trouble, do we, our, is our reaction that of Psalm 31? Or is our reaction that of the people in the wilderness that Psalm 95 reminds us of? Is it dependence? Lord, I am seeking you. Or is it contempt and hatred and bitterness and complaining and murmuring? What is your response to worry this morning? He says in the last verse of the psalm, Therefore I swore in my wrath, they will not enter my rest. God promised the people of Israel the promised land. But you know, he promises us salvation in his son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I am broken. I am sinful. I repent of my sins. I place faith in you and in Christ that died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day so that my sins may be forgiven. I believe that and I place my faith in that. Into salvation, the Lord calls it rest <laughs> as well in the New Testament. So we're not entering the promised land. But what is your response to worry this morning? There's a lot to worry about. And it's a daily struggle for many. And I, I learn as well. Let us all be reminded of what our response to worry should be. From the sad psalm with a happy ending. And let us remember the warning of the happy psalm with a sad ending. Dear Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your love, your sovereignty, your, your grace in our lives. You make the sun rise in the morning. You make it rain so that our reservoirs can be filled and we can have water in our taps. You give us breath. You, you give us life. We 
neglect so much of your goodness. And we are so narrow-minded in our thinking sometimes. Help us to raise up our countenance, as it says, so that your, your faith, your light may shine on us instead of being looking only constantly down at the worry. Lord, we trust you. Help us to to deal with anxiety and worry and depression and stress in biblical ways, in realistic ways, Lord. And the worry that's around us now with the virus, with the third wave, I pray that you may give us peace, that we may seek you and wait on you and trust you. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed day.